Well, hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. It's episode number 100. Yay! Can you believe it? Nope. That we've got to 100. Cannot believe it at all. <laughs> when we started with our awkward beginnings, like this is going to last not that long because people will laugh me off the internet. And as it turns out, they didn't. Well, some of them probably did, but... Yeah, but they're laughing with you, not at you. That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone tells me. Uh, but yeah, 100 episodes. It's crazy. Great milestone. I mean, we don't celebrate enough milestones, I don't think. No, we're, you and I specifically are not good at celebrating. We've a lot better, though. Yes, yeah. we have. We Actually, we really have. But it's something usually we're like, oh, that's cool. Moving along to the next thing, which is, you know, it's the opposite of living mindfully, isn't it? So this episode will be, it's a hostful, obviously, but it's um, it's going to be a bit of a celebration, I guess, of the show. We've yeah. asked uh, earlier in the week, I asked you guys on Facebook to submit questions that you wanted us to answer. Some of them are specific to slow living. Some of them are like more random which is really fun i'm looking forward to answering answering them for you uh, before we get into that though just a few things that i wanted to talk to you guys about firstly is our survey we're running the first ever the inaugural jackrabbit fm listener survey because it's really we want to know about you we know that you listen to the show we know that the vast majority of you seem to enjoy it <laughs> and you know we've got a whole heap of other shows on jackrabbit fm now after launching in january and we just want to know a bit about you how you found us what you listen to what you like what you don't like what you'd like to see more of or less of and yeah so if you head to jackrabbit fm jackrabbit.fm slash survey that will take you there i timed myself doing the survey yes and it was four minutes okay I just deleted the question. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's not very long, but we are, we're really committed to growing this community and committed to giving you the content that you want to hear. So uh, your, your feedback will be really, really beneficial. Well, we're going to use it to, to continue exactly. to create stuff that hopefully yeah. you guys want to hear. So if you could give us that time, that would be amazing. We'd much appreciate it. So it's jackrabbit. Dot fm slash survey, survey. Mm-hmm. yep and that'll take we'll, you right uh, there we'll link it directly from the show notes as well we will which are at slowyourhome.com slash 100 into the triple digits we might even there's one question in there that just asks for just general feedback mm-hmm. the last question wondering whether we could offer something for the best response Ooh, hmm. like some so, kind of prize. Yeah, let's have a think about that. Okay. And what that looks like. Okay, we'll, I'm glad you just dropped that on my, on my <laughs> lap. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, it's going to be, we'll leave it open for a month. Probably. Yes, yeah. So there is no rush, but we'd love you to do it. And um, we'll think about something that we can offer you guys for taking the time out, taking that three and a half minutes out to, to do this for us. So what I'm thinking is it will probably be some kind of knickknack. I know that you guys are really yeah, into stuff. stuff. Yeah, I think that that would probably be the best the best option. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, the second thing that I would like to, to just draw your attention to, particularly for those of you who live in Perth, 
I'm putting on an event with my friends Kelly Exeter. I host Let It Be with Kel and Alex Stewart, who now has a show on Jackrabbit as well called Low Tox Life. We are running a Saturday afternoon event called A Simpler Way. And essentially it's it's the three of us talking and presenting on different ways to slow down and simplify your life, the food that you eat and your home. So if that sounds like something that you would enjoy and it's it's going to be fantastic. Both of those ladies have so much to offer. Uh, you know, I think we'd love to see you. Yeah. Tickets and more information about the venue. It's on 29th of October in Perth, but you can head to asimplerway.com.au. You can grab your ticket and all the details there. So it's like a, it's like a mini Jackrabbit FM. It's like a little reunion. Yeah. No, it'll, it, it will be wonderful. I'm really looking forward to it. The third thing, very long introduction here. Yes. The third thing is we were going to video this and it didn't work. I'm sorry for anyone who wanted to see us. This is actually the third time we've recorded this. It is. I need to just. But it will be the best. More research about that. <laughs> we, we, we're committed to doing it, but it just didn't work for this episode. We we love. We would have loved to it, but we're going to. Um, so definitely, it's something we're going to do, and probably it's more relevant for our experiment show, which yeah. is the Monday show. So. I don't know. Are you guys interested in watching yeah, a video of us talking? That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if. if People are. At least with the experiment, we can actually show and detail some of the things we're actually doing. I think yeah. it's a little bit more visual, the experiment. But it's just shows. logistically really difficult for me to do it with my interviews. That, yeah, that's impossible. It's almost impossible. So. But anyway, that's something that we're playing with, just for fun and fancy. Anyway, on to the show. Questions in the spirit of celebration. There yes. you go. Spirit's a very difficult word to remember. Yeah. I just wanted to to give a shout out to you, Ben. Oh. Yeah, per, you personally. Honestly, this show would not have continued without you. Not only are you going, it's time to record, Brooke. Like really, it's time to record, and then editing in the evening so that we can get a show up the next day. Uh, but also just being supportive like I'm really lucky people will often say to me when I meet them at events and things you're really fortunate to have a husband like Ben who's supportive of what you do and I am and I want them to know that I hear what they say and I want you to know that I mean it that's very nice you're very awesome nice. I want to honor you as well because I I just think what you've created is amazing and um, I'm just be I'm just glad to be part of it really Really? Just to be able to help you. Oh, you do. And Seriously, it would it would not be still happening. And I'd like to apologize for anyone who doesn't like SAP. I'm not big on SAP, but I needed to say it because it's been 100 episodes and Ben does the vast majority of what he does without thank yous. So thank you. Also, we just rolled over 1.2 million downloads at the show. Huge. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I definitely never thought that that would happen when I started the show. <laughs> wow, that's 200. Came through quick. Yep. 200,000. Mm-hmm. Came wow. through really quickly. Very, very exciting. One thing we are asked a lot is what 
what is being said at the end of our at the end of our episodes when the high pitched little squeaky voice of our our youngest comes in and says, "Who is that?" Hi, puck pass. And people have asked me, and I just never even thought to explain it, what does podcast mean? Like, it's a fair question because it's not actually a word. We just made it up. But that's where it comes from. It's a colloquial manner term, <laughs> manner term, term <laughs> used to describe a podcast by a three-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, it's a very specific cultural reference, yeah. specific to our house generally. Yeah. So anyway, that's what that's what we mean when we talk about a poggy or a pog past. Collectively, maybe maybe that's what our collective noun of our listeners should be: a pog past of jackrabbit listeners. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lead balloon. Yeah, poggies. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to these questions because there are some cracking questions awesome. in here. First question from Kimberly. If you had a whole day to yourself anywhere in the world with no kids, what would you do, Ben? You answer this one. I know, I just did. Oh. <laughs> so it's one of those episodes, is it? it I would have to be a, a, a R rating or whatever it is. Yeah. No, an explicit. An explicit. Give the old iTunes explicit. Yeah. I would go to Sunshine Village in the Banff. National Park, the Rocky Mountains of Canada, Alberta. If you guys have listened to pretty much any episode, you'll know that I am obsessed with that part of the world. We both are. And I would go to to Sunshine Village. Obviously, it would be like a pow day, just a, you know, a foot. Spring pow day. A foot of fresh snow. We would spend the day snowboarding and drinking beers at Trappers and go out for dinner in Banff like that that is honestly so, my ideal day. Uh, I have to I have to agree. And you know what's really lovely about that is we've basically done it. We have. We had kids with us, but aside from that difference yeah. we've done it and it's how lucky is that? How lucky is that? Yeah, we love we would love to do that. To make to top it all off would be a round of golf in the afternoon. And then a shred Kelly concert that night. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've actually done. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that oh, would be our ideal I day. It. I love it. But. Oh, don't I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was just a dog. Oh, how can oh. you not? It's so gross. Okay, out you go. Cashy, out. Good boy. Right, Angel would like to know. Angel. <laughs> okay. So Ben just mentioned Angel. that. Angel. We've recorded this three times, and every time he's done the same thing. So, Angie. Yes, it is. Which I learnt the first time you did it. (laughs) Angel wants to know what we secretly really miss from the old days before slow living. Buying stuff. Okay. (laughs) Really. No, I miss the guilt-free pleasure of being able to purchase something when I needed it and not feel. Guilty about Not have like an existential crisis yeah, about it. Yeah, not actually yes. panic about like, oh, do I really need to read it when, you know, the my shoes are falling apart or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you I mean. I feel incredibly guilty when I, I purchase something new or it could be secondhand or whatever. But, you know, something that you really need, I I just struggle. Short of having an anxiety attack, really. You know, I would agree. Actually, that would be one of the biggest challenges, one of the things. That I don't miss it. Like, it's not a matter of missing that. that 
Because really, that just came from <laughs> being blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Really, it wasn't. It, was. it wasn't a good yeah. place to be in. Nope. But that ignorance did. It was comfortable, I think, in some ways, to not freak out about bringing stuff in. I'm freaking out. That's a, like that's obviously no, no, no. an over exaggeration, because I think we're fairly measured. Really, we're pretty balanced. But we really, really think hard on everything we bring into our house. Like we, we bought a bookshelf last week. Oh, <laughs> we did, and I had, I really did have a bit of an existential crisis. Like, oh, I've it, never seen anything like it. I think, yeah, it it was very unexpected. It was like we pl- we basically placed that bookshelf on top of you. That's how it felt. It yeah. felt like it was sitting on my chest. Yeah. I'm okay with it now because I know that we bought it because we needed it and we'd gotten rid of a whole heap of furniture it, and our books it, it literally replaced, had nowhere to it be. It basically replaces three pieces of furniture which we donated. Yeah, which we didn't need. Plus all the things that were in those three pieces of furniture have been condensed down into that bookshelf. Yeah. So we've got less stuff. We do. Less clutter. Yeah. But yet you well, struggled I just, with it. I did. I struggled with it for a few reasons. I struggled with it because it was bringing something new into our house and it's that question of need versus want it's recycled timber it it absolutely is like we were really intentional about all of it and that's fine but i really did Mm. i struggled with it because it's that needs versus wants thing and that not to get too heavy into it but that is one of my issues with i guess being too black and white about minimalism which is a word i don't tend to use very much anymore for that exact reason because it starts to bring all of this angst into what is maybe a necessary purchase or something along those lines so yeah you know that's actually a really good answer and i'm going to ditto it it. yeah (laughs) i challenge anyone though that has gone through similar processes to what we've done that you come out of the end you come out at the end and say wow yes i've got more time I spend less time cleaning up mm. and doing, you know... Heaps of benefits. Yeah, heaps and heaps of benefits. I challenge anyone that has gone through that process to not say that. Well, I've had conversations yeah. with people who are like on a similar kind of life path to us who have had the exact same experience. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. I think it means that we spend a lot of time thinking through those decisions like we don't take them lightly which i think is fantastic we shouldn't be taking them lightly mm. i just think that that it, it brings discomfort and there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable in certain situations because i think it's i think we need to be to be perfectly honest yeah. but yeah that was a good question and a good answer and a good tag along by me <laughs> carla wants to know what our favorite books and tv shows are okay Books will be – I will really struggle with the books. I don't, you don't have a specific – I don't have a favourite book. I read a lot. I just can't tell you a book that's changed my life. Really? Yeah, really. That has had a significant impact. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty much every book that I read has an impact on my life, I think. But non-fiction books that I absolutely adore – Stephen King's On Writing and Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird, but particularly Stephen King's. I've reread that dozens of times. It's currently, it lives on my bedside table. I'm reading it for the first time now. You are. Are you liking it? Yeah. Do you like Stephen King? 
love his yeah. books. I grew up reading them all. Yeah, me too. Well, actually, that's not true. I was too scared to read Stephen King books until I was an adult. Mm. But now I, I do love them. I loved horror, even as a as a kid. Like Pet Cemetery and all of yeah. that. Yeah. I had a poster of Freddy Krueger on my <gasps> wardrobe. I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. 13, 14. That would just be... loved being frightened for some reason. You know, it's really and weird. And now I don't watch horror movies at all. No. Because you don't. No, I don't watch horror movies, but my favourite TV show is The Walking Dead. Which is not horror. It's dystopian. Oh, it's pretty horrifying. I don't know. Would you count? I don't know, actually. I really don't what know. Yeah. I, okay, I will watch anything for, at this point in my life. I will watch anything, scary or not, except for ghosts. Can't deal with ghosts. Demonic possession, like not my favourite thing personally or no. as a movie watcher no, exactly. but ghosts mostly are the scariest thing that's that's interesting yeah it is i just can't i can't do it i will like i don't mind violent films i love tarantino movies walking dead is super gory no problem with any of that it's just anything okay there's two things i won't watch ghosts and things that i get violent towards children oh God. can't deal with that no. at all that's there's for me that's no right. need, yeah. no need yeah. to engage with that at all. Exactly. So that's books. But you are kind of evolved into movies genre. My uh, sorry, my other favorite fiction books, anything dystopian, like any post-apocalyptic dystopian fiction book, like throw them at me because I'll read them. I I, I read Hugh Howey's Wool trilogy this year, and. I have not loved a series of books that hard in a long time. Really, like I wish I haven't hadn't read them yet, so that I could have the joy of watching, of reading them it for again. the first time yeah. again. It's yeah, they're really really awesome books. I just read Station Eleven, Margaret Atwood's Mad Adam trilogy. Like I'm always always reading, but uh, currently because I've been to the library this week, rereading Hunger Games for the fifty third time. <laughs> TV shows, I love good TV. I just Netflix, oh, no. Netflix original programming and HBO have pretty much changed. Oh, they've, cha- they've, they've changed, changed the like the world of TV. So I much prefer watching a TV show than a movie now. We don't watch movies that no, often I, anymore. I can't remember the last time I watched a movie. Watched I can actually only watch movies at the movie theater. I don't really watch movies at home other, other than kids Disney movies. Yeah, Inside Out or Wreck-It yeah, Ralph. Every Friday. <laughs> Guaranteed. Zootopia. Uh, I I probably watch more movies than you. Like before we did the screen free bedroom shift, I would occasionally watch like a movie on my on my laptop in bed if you were playing a video game. Obviously I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, T V shows is I where it's at. Just for the just for the record, I don't play video games in the bedroom. Oh no. Oh, yeah. You're in a completely that's different that's part that's of the house. Sound, Sorry. Like. <laughs> You're in a completely different part of the house. I, my favorite TV show is The Walking Dead. I can't go past it, but Stranger Things is a close second and I know it's new and it's controversial to put a new thing at the top of your favorites list, but I'm putting it there. I love that show. It's a Stephen King influence, John mm-hmm. Carpenter, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I loved it. Creepy and awesome. Yeah. What about you? My favorite TV show of all time is Arrested Development. Hmm. I just love that. I love the writing in it. It's so clever. I love humor. I love humor. I love laughing. <laughs> I love laughing. I love love. 
<laughs> I love lamp. Yeah, just so clever and has influenced so many other shows. Yeah. So many other shows. So that's that's the top of the list. I could name Sopranos. I could go into great you know, drama shows like Sopranos and The Wire and... Deadwood. Deadwood. You know, there's some fantastic... I just love HBO shows. We've just finished a documentary called The... Last Chance You Last Chance on Netflix. University. I love American football. Yeah, and I don't, but I loved this series. Oh, it was really so good. good. If you so Yeah, good. if you're remotely interested in... I, I think oh, anyone yes. would like it. Yeah. Sport, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really go for sport, but I really enjoyed it. I thought, anyway, I think it was fantastic. It was just, it was an examination of human relationships, young and, men as well, and the yeah, the rite of passage between young men and adulthood, and which I've spoken about on this poggy a lot. Yeah, but anyway, I loved that, and I love Friday Night Lights is another one. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a trend here. Texas Forever. Texas Forever. Anushka. Would like to know how did we meet? Let's keep it like non lame because <laughs> there's a story that could go on for, for ages, oh. and I feel like we're the only people who would find it interesting. We met when we were 11 years old. Ben was the school captain of the local Catholic school, I was the school captain of the local public school. There was an Earth Day celebration thing, and I thought he was cute. And then I didn't see him again, really, until we ended up at the same university together. And we were too shy to say hello for an entire year. No, entire term. Semester. And, yeah, I guess. Our families have always known one another. We grew up literally a kilometre away from one another. (laughs) So, you know, our families have just always known one another. I'd always seen you around. I'd always... I remember driving through our local town and seeing you at a bus stop or something, you know. <laughs> so bad, I don't remember seeing you at all. Well, I was in a car, <laughs> so you wouldn't have. <laughs> Brooke, you must admit, you lived in a street that sort of linked to a major I lived on a really highway. busy road, yeah, yeah. So you would have driven past our house All heaps. the time. Yep. So I just remember, I always just remembered you. Our families went to the same church, you know, like it was, you're just always present. So, yeah, our first, and we've got photos of our, you know, when we were 11 or 12 <laughs> at this Earth Day event, standing next to one another, and you're a good two and a half feet taller than me. <laughs> but the thing is, so that's all true. And you had straight brown hair, and you were like a little, little guy, like you were quite short. What? You were short. I've always been average size. You're taller than me now, but so that's how I, in my head. little guy. (laughs) In my head, that's how I remembered you. And my mum's like, Ben McCallery's at at your uni. You know, have you seen him around? And in my head. for the little guy. No, in my head, I was looking for the guy. Like you had, you know, olivey complexion, straight brown hair. And I figured you'd just be taller. And I'm like, there's no one. He's not at, he, we don't go to the same university. Meanwhile, I had this crush on a guy who had bleached blonde, like white to yellow peroxide hair, eyebrow ring. Um, it's like massive surf skater guy, always in his board shorts and his vans. Massive crush on this guy. And I happened to walk past him. <laughs> it was me, man. 
<laughs> happened to walk past him one day with my mom. She's like, that's been the calorie. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yes, it is. And I realized that I had the crush on the same guy from all those years ago. Cool story, bro. Yeah. See, I tried to keep it non-lame and it's still lame. Sorry. That's how we met. We we started seeing each other when we were really young. I was 18. You were mm. 19. Mm. And we were together for quite a long time before we got married. And yeah, yeah like that's seriously such such a suburban kind of it is. origin story. It is. <laughs> Anushka also wanted to know, though, yeah. as a follow-up, were you always willing to simplify from the beginning? I guess the answer is yes, because you made the whole process something that you didn't, you just didn't push me into it. You led by example. It was never about you, really. It was like about... I must admit, when you first started doing it, I was like, this is a trend. Like, this is just another one of your... Fads. Well, almost. Seriously. Yeah. I... Yeah, but it, I under, I understood it from the get go as being a coping mechanism for the depression that you were in at mm-hmm. the time. That was a, and because it was recommended by your therapist, so I, I, I understood it to be very helpful. It wasn't until, you know, years later that I, not years, twelve months probably, until I recognised that it's something that I wanted to really pursue as well and started doing small things yeah you know i think that that's actually how i approached it too i didn't realize that it was going to be this shift into a slow living kind of life while i was making those first steps it was it was literally just a coping mechanism yeah that's but you never there was never any issue like you were never against it you never pushed back you never struggled or, or felt like threatened first of all because i don't think i ever touched your stuff it was never a thing no, that you didn't it was just your stuff and you had a lot of it i did and so do the kids i think between the, the three of us it was that was enough to keep me busy and i think you started then to see the difference it was making and the stuff that you had held on to without even realizing it and that was really where you first started to, to make the change but you were always support like always supportive Karen wants to know, what does a weekly meal plan look like for us? Oh. Which is a, quite a good question. I, I have been a huge advocate for meal planning for ages because I hate grocery shopping, really just don't enjoy it at all. And meal planning means that we only have to go once a week and it keeps it really simple. Interesting, I used to be quite in-depth about meal planning. Like I'd sit down, I'd map it all out really clearly and I'd – Write out the recipe specifically and, and, uh, you know, plot out what treats I'd make for the kids and snacks and all that kind of stuff. And it was a big piece of paper. And then on the back of it was a shopping list. It was really a specific process. Now, 10 minutes before we go shopping. And I think it's because we partly know a lot more about what we like and what works and, you know, the, the amount of things that we need to get. I will jot down four or five meals on the bottom of a piece of paper and put all of the ingredients on the top of the piece of paper, and that's what a meal plan looks like for us. Like, you know what? That's though? technically what it looks like. But and then in terms of what we eat, oh, go on. No, Do I know I, what? For some reason, when you were talking about a meal plan, I was, I was thinking comparing the meal plans now to when before we had kids. Mm. And I really miss like having spicy stir fries and. 
You know what? We used to do that sort of stuff. All the time. But I feel like now I'm actually much better at planning out a week's worth of meal so that the kids can have leftovers one night and that means we can have a curry one night. Yeah. You know, I think we're getting better at doing that now because I know what the kids like and I know what they don't like. They're both fairly bland eaters, I think, which is pretty normal for kids. Yeah, of course. Um, One one is a little bit more adventurous. The other one's struggling. She's... Yeah. Or he, he or she, they are set in their ways. But I think it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's really, it's nice to see over the years and it's literally been a process of years of trying to get them to try new things and slowly, slowly, slowly it starts to happen. I love a good meal plan. Yes, I do too. And I think it's actually more important now that I'm not eating meat and you guys still do that I need to... So essentially what I will do is make maybe three vegetarian meals a week. You will have that one or two nights, whatever I make you'll have. The kids don't really eat a lot of vegetarian only meals, but I will make something like, um, are you guys like that Southern fried chicken that I make? (laughs) Yes, we do. You really do. And I will make a Southern fried tofu or I'll use the same seasoning and just make Um, fry up some mushrooms or something like that and everything else is the same i just have a vegetarian version of protein while you guys have meat and that's that's our meals most nights i'll just have something it'll either just be sauteed mushrooms or i might do tofu i might do like a um sweet potato and bean patty or falafel something like that and then i'll have whatever else you guys are having then i will make maybe a soup or a chili, and I'll just have that for a couple of nights when you guys have a meat dish. But it's all pretty repetitive, honestly. We go through chicken. It's almost like, I, I think we need... I think we've got like 15 meals that we kind of rotate through. Yeah, I think we need an influx of new meals. Okay, well, can we not talk about this now? <laughs> it makes me tired. <laughs> makes me hungry. <laughs> but yeah, we rotate through the same things week in and week out. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a fairly boring answer, but it's something that doesn't light my fire particularly, cooking. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to make sure that it's healthy and nutritious, but I'm not super passionate about cooking. Passionate about health, but not passionate about cooking. Debbie wants to know, what's the one area of your lives that you find most difficult to live slowly or intentionally? I find it really difficult to say no to opportunities Mm -hmm. i really do and i think if you guys we talk about it a little bit on this show but mostly on let it be that's something that kelly and i have spoken about a lot this year my learning to say no i think and how i struggle with it and why i struggle with it and maybe some strategies to start saying no more and i'm definitely better at it than i used to be but I do find that quite difficult. I, I like being busy. I like having projects to work on. And it's, I guess it's best laid plans that things are going to not overlap too much. But sometimes things change. And that's where I've been recently, where a lot of things have all happened at the same time. Not by design, but just by coincidence. And yeah, I think that's the thing that I find it the hardest. Professionally, is it is very hard to be slow in my line of work as well yeah so that's easily the hardest part but by creating and starting up our own business this year we've been able to counteract that a little bit more and 
look at ways that we can sort of earn that magic passive income, which hopefully yeah. we do more of. No, it's not even that so much for me. I and mean, people will say to me, and it's kind of, I, I feel like it's it's like people are trying to point out the fact that my life isn't slow when they say it. And I don't think it's a it's not done in a, like a malicious kind of way. But in a see it is hard sort of way, but people will say you, you your life doesn't seem very slow. And when I try and figure out why they say that, it's almost always work related. And the thing is, like I have a job. We run a business, you know, and that doesn't stop that doesn't mean that life is not slow. We have a lot of slow in our life, I think. Like I get up early, I meditate, I do yoga, we both exercise. Weekends are almost solely family time. Evenings are almost solely without work. You know, I think there's a difference between living a hectic life all the time and cramming everything in and being busy at work. And yeah. I think sometimes when people ask me about that, because they see a lot of my projects are like public facing. People see what I'm doing. So it looks like I'm doing a lot. It's just it's my job. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference between that and having a busy work life and having a crammed, hectic life, uh, you know, outside of work. And I think that we do a really good job of having created a slow life. And it's just like you say, with the work that you do, particularly, you you have to be on at certain times and things have really short turnarounds. Like that's not you being mindless about the way you're living or not intentional. It's just the way your job is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I so agree I think that. that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and kind of why it always rankled when people ask that question of me, like you're not living very slowly. I just I have a busy job you know and I think it's possible for anyone with a busy job to still have a slow life providing we set up boundaries like we have uh, so that was a good that was a good question <laughs> and Morgan would like to know hi Morgan Morgan in Calgary I just waved I waved <laughs> like an idiot <laughs> Morgan uh. wants to know our favorite childhood memory and favorite book she doesn't say whether she means a childhood book or not, but I'm going to go with childhood book. Do you have a favourite childhood memory? Oh, gosh. Childhood memory. I don't have a favourite childhood memory, but I do have one. The first one that jumps out at me is sitting at my grandparents' house, their mint green fibro uh, house, on my granddad's armchairs, rocking chair, drawing a still life of strawberries with a biro. Like a, a blue ink pen. How old were you? I was in kindergarten because I was wearing my school uniform. I remember. I think I remember because there's a photo of it. Wow. But that's, I don't know why, but I remember that. I also remember the day my sister was born, which is pretty amazing because I'm only two years older than her. Yeah, that is insane. Mm. My favorite childhood memory would be going on holidays with my extended family, like cousins, up to the central coast, hiring a beach house and not just a beach <laughs> yeah and just spending the whole day at the beach i remember that's what you used to do mm. in australia you used to go to the beach just after breakfast and you wouldn't come home until like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and you wouldn't be burnt all right now you're drifting into the territory of like old people who are like back in my day seriously we though. didn't get sunburnt you got I, sunburnt but i just don't think You've got it as like now. You can only spend a couple of hours outside before you get. 
Anyway, that was my favourite, well, what, yeah, one of my favourite childhood memories. Because I remember being in a big room with bunks and everything and just, you know, just spending two weeks, three, four weeks in the summer holidays with my cousins who were all very close in age and I just remember riding skateboards and, God, that was, that was just so fun. Mm. Really, really fun. What about a favourite children's book or a book from your childhood? Right. Mine's the BFG for sure. I think I read that a hundred times. All Roald Dahl books though. And Isla's reading that at the moment. She is. Yeah, we're reading it together. There's lots of difficult words in that one. <laughs> childhood. Uh, I would have to say The Hobbit. Yep, good choice. I was in year five when I read that for the first time. And loved it, loved it. That then I had a passion for Tolkien and then read The Lord of the Rings and everything else. I love that. I love that book. You know, people ask me all the time, is there anything that I have ever regretted decluttering? And I've never had an answer. No, like, you haven't. I but have, you're going to have one now. I am. And I've only realized it quite recently when you said The Hobbit. It just reminded me that in year seven, for an English assignment, we had to, it had to be inspired by The Hobbit. We could do whatever we wanted. But I took The Hobbit and turned the entire story into a poem. And it was epically long. And in my memory, it was very good. <laughs> and I, like I hand-lettered it onto blank pieces of paper. It was 21 pages long or something. And I stained the paper with tea and burnt the edges and made it look all kind of rustic. And it got really good marks and my teacher's like did you seriously write this yeah and I was very proud of it and I think it got decluttered somewhere along the line I went looking for it recently Mm. and I couldn't find it so really I think out of the tens of thousands of things that we let go of if there's only one that I regret and it's of no well actually it's very culturally significant the world's a far poorer place (laughs) for not having it but apart from that there's really nothing to be sad about uh yeah so the hobbit sarah gonna wrap it up sarah wants to know our favorite music slash band and i can't pick a favorite i cannot pick a favorite i feel like we've already answered this one in a previous episode maybe yeah no we did in one of the two other episodes of this one that we recorded that we couldn't use that would be it (laughs) So I, I can't pick one. Shred Kelly for me. If I had to pick one, it would be them. <laughs> Shred Kelly, just throwing it back to Canada. Yeah. We saw them in uh, in Camel when we were there recently, and it was amazing. So yeah. much fun. I love you associate music with a time in your life as well. Yep. So when you first heard something, but yeah, it was particularly special because we saw this band. You always liked them, but I've loved them recently. for a few years. Yeah got into them and yeah you it was just magic the fact that we were staying in Canmore and one of those nights they were in town and and now some of our best friends, friends were there were there and it all just came together really really nicely it was, it was yeah planned. it was it was yeah. perfect so shred kelly is awesome they're like a folky rocky punky kind of band they're they're fun look them up Tell, yeah. them, tell them we sent you. Yeah. But aside from that, I 
I have the most eclectic taste in music. I'll listen to pretty much anything. Yeah. I'm loving like Porter Robinson and the Lumineers and Flume and... Yeah, I like Anthrax and... <laughs> Melancholy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I like basically everything. Pretty much listen yeah. to everything. Pretty much listen to everything. <laughs> Not a big fan of baby metal. Isn't that the Japanese like death metal band? <laughs> Is that what they're called? Baby metal. Baby metal. I think it's three Japanese women uh, and they sing uh, like death metal. I'm fairly certain okay, that's a thing. I'll look that up right now. Yeah. I might have made it up. Anyway. Baby metal. <laughs> I told you it was a thing. <laughs> I dig this. This is great. So we're about ready to wrap up, I think. But I just wanted to say... A massive thank you to you guys for for being part of this show. Some of you have been here from the beginning, from our awkward beginnings, as you may have heard us replay last week with episode one. And I mean, my main priority with this show is to start getting people to think more about the different ways we can slow down because it doesn't look the same to anybody. And there's so many different elements that we can start to adopt into our lives. And I don't know it just makes me super happy that that you guys are interested and in, and in engage with what we're, we're saying and that you've got questions and, and things that you'd like us to explore so it's been 100 episodes it's been almost solely lots of fun <laughs> technical issues Besides aside this last episode is never ending never ending three hours in <laughs> and only one episode Multiple done days. yeah go technology but have a, an awesome week and we will see you back for our Monday show. We'll talk about the kindness experiment. See you later. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck.